Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Mark takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Tuesday edition of the show. Glad you're with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Thinking ahead later in the week, a reminder, we've got Silver Creek at Jeffersonville coming up Friday night on the Big X. 7-10 is the expected airtime for our pregame report, but glad to be back in the gym on Friday. And glad to have another rivalry field game. We had New Albany Floyd Central last Friday. Uh, great environment, great crowd. Game didn't turn out to be as close as what I thought it might be. But Silver Creek is playing well. And Jeff has loads of talent. As I said yesterday, I still believe when it's all said and done, they've got a chance to be the banner team here in the area. Uh, but can they get it all put back together? Will they have a full roster on Friday night? Very much looking forward to Silver Creek and Jeffersonville in boys' high school basketball. And if you can't make it, Jeff Crawford and I will have the uh, play-by-play story of that game for you here on the Big X. Let's look at the show lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one, who's your headlines? A summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. Segment two, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier joins. We talk IU basketball, the big Kansas game coming up. We'll recap a couple comments Mike Woodson had from last night on his weekly coaches show, which, just a reminder, uh, airs every Monday night here on the Big X with Don Fisher as the host of that program originating from a restaurant in Bloomington. But uh, glad to have that or glad to, to hear that, everybody. A lot of insight into Coach Woodson. I think he's pretty open about things and always curious what he will say during his hour with Don Fisher. You also get to hear from players a lot as well, which is nice also. But uh, we'll recap some things he had to say last night. We'll talk about the Kansas game, a little bit of recruiting stuff to get into. And then I want to spend a little time with Mike today talking about the rest of the Big Ten Conference. It has not been a great start to this early portion of conference games. It's not been a great start in November and December, honestly, for the Big Ten Conference. I know yesterday we mentioned Michigan State, who I think they're 4-5 and five after being number four in the, the country to start the season. Uh, Michigan has fallen apart. Indiana had to battle for that road win, but I think they are having some struggles as well. And we'll just kind of take a snapshot here, middle of the road as far as, middle of the month, I should say, as far as the Big Ten Conference goes. Uh, so we'll talk that uh, Big Ten Conference stuff with Mike a little bit later in the show today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Try lunch today 
and Honey Baked Ham. They've got great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily, and they will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Thornton's text line open, the number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Uh, sound off on IU. Do you think the Kansas game could get ugly uh, at Assembly Hall on Saturday? Love to know your thoughts, 502-414-1450. And if you're looking for an icy, cold, thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, one more time. 502-414-1450. Let's look at some headlines today. Uh, one of the notes from last night from Coach Woodson on his weekly show is that Ja'Kai Newton is not going to be able to play this season, probably, said Coach Woodson last night. It sounded like because of the offseason uh, procedure and surgery with his knee that he is going to be out the entire season is what I took away from that conversation from that piece with coach Woodson which is a shame because Newton an athlete was really looking forward to seeing who he could be as a freshman by the end of the season what role he could contribute because it does look like he could be someone Indiana will need to count on in future seasons but according to coach Woodson last night uh, he is out and it looks like he is as I think a lot of us thought going to miss the final or the uh, whole season for Indiana the rest of the way. So we may not get a look at Ja'Kai Newton and who he could be as a Hoosier. I thought it was going to be really interesting last night to hear what Coach Woodson had to say about the Auburn loss. He said, quote, Auburn, that loss had a lot to do with how we played. They pressed us early. We built a 12-point lead. They didn't do anything differently from when they started the ball game. We didn't stay the course. So, again, I was curious how he would uh, discuss that loss uh, to Auburn on Saturday. Um, and, of course, there were some substitutions early. I know that uh, a lot of people sounding off about that, but uh, just not a good way, uh, way for Indiana to go down. They built an early lead. They let it fall apart. Some of the key guys that have been solid this year seemed to kind of dissipate and didn't look themselves. Indiana just simply um, lost in a bad way. It just was a bad loss. I don't know what else you say about a score of that uh, nature, especially when you start the, the game with a nice lead and are able to build a little bit of cushion. So, Interesting to see how Indiana bounces back against Kansas. Last night I was reading up on Kansas, looking at their schedule. They are rolling. They are playing good basketball. Um, I think a very tough game, even at home, for Indiana coming up this weekend. But we'll see. Indiana's bringing in a lot of recruits. We'll talk some about that a little bit later in the show today. As you would expect, for a signature non-conference game at home, that's a real opportunity for Hoosiers to bring in some guys and some targets, especially guys that are nearby that may not have a Saturday high school basketball contest, but definitely uh, an opportunity to bring in some recruits. And Indiana has a handful of big ones that are expected to be there for the game on Saturday. One IU women's note that I wanted to mention, and this has been out since over the weekend. We did not mention this yesterday, but Sydney Parrish 
said over the weekend that she is going to return to the IU women's program for a fifth season. So that is really big news from her, uh, really big news for Coach Morin as you think about uh, Sydney returning for another year of college basketball at Indiana. Of course, she was a 2020 Miss Basketball in the state, a McDonald's All-American, a five-star recruit. I believe she was consensus top 30 in the country coming out of high school. She initially committed to Oregon, played there for two years, a graduate of Hamilton Southeastern in Fishers, Indiana. So uh, a big get for IU in the offseason to bring her in and even a bigger deal that she is planning to stay an additional season uh, for the IU women's basketball program. A football note now, we're kind of running the gamut here, men's basketball, women's basketball, and now football. We spent some time yesterday talking about new coach Kurt Signetti, his coaching staff, some of the transfer portal situations, whether it's players he's losing to the portal or players that he's gaining from the portal. And one of the interesting pickups so far is quarterback Alberto Mendoza, who uh, is from Columbus High School in Florida. Uh, Did not know this. Of course, he was initially committed to Coach uh, Sig at James Madison. Now he's following Coach Sig to Bloomington, so probably not a huge, huge surprise there. But interesting little factoid. I didn't know this until reading up on things last night. Uh, His team, Columbus High School, Florida, who's got a great high school basketball team, a nationally ranked high school basketball team this season, by the way. But they had just won their second straight state championship. I believe it was played in Miami. And then right after that game, after the celebrations and spending some time with his team, he hopped on a flight and got to Bloomington to meet with Coach Signetti to see the new campus, the new facilities where his coach that he thought he was going to play for at James Madison will now be. And then, of course, he committed, according to our friend Zach Osterman, uh, in the hallway right outside of Coach Signetti's office Uh, less than 48 hours after winning his second straight state championship. So what a swing of events, Uh, state championship, a uh, change in your college destination, all in 48 hours, Uh, a wild ride for Alberto Mendoza, who is an intriguing uh, quarterback prospect for the Hoosiers. He was a really big get, it seems like, for Coach Signetti to land him at James Madison. Uh, and obviously going to be interesting to see his fit for IU in the Big Ten Conference, but definitely a player of interest and a quarterback of interest for the future uh, for Coach Signetti and his new lineup. A couple other things to mention, high school basketball. We talk a lot of local stuff. I want to mention Montverde Academy for just a moment. That is where Derek Queen plays, who is still up in the air on what his future looks like as far as college goes. Liam McNeely, also a very key piece to that team. He's had a really good season as well. They went 2-0 and over the weekend out at the Nike EYBL Scholastic Showcase in Las Vegas. Montverde is now 9-0 and on the season, uh, a perfect undefeated record, and they are playing top-flight competition. One of their wins over the weekend was over the number three team, Link Academy from Missouri. Uh, so, again, they're playing the best. They're beating the best. Uh, there's talks about this Montverde team being one of the best high school basketball teams in a number of years. Uh, and so far, with the big schedule they've got ahead, we'll find out for sure. Uh, but so far, they are really getting it done. And Liam McNeely and Derek Queen playing with and against some of the very best players in the country. Someone asked me, other teams ranked in that poll, the ESPN poll I'm looking at here, 
uh, La Lamere from Laporte. They're not an IHSA team, but they are number 11 in the poll. And then no high school teams as far as traditional high school programs from the state of Indiana in those rankings. But definitely Mount Verde, man, they are good. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch them or find them on television yet this season, but they are a really, really good high school basketball team. And I know they're not a traditional team. It's not where you live or gathering players from a certain area that are able to get the best of the best from across the country. So I know it doesn't really compare to what we think of as high school basketball in our state, but um, they are really good as far as high school basketball teams go, even that elite level of team that play a national schedule. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Texter says, I hope Coach Woodson can do a marvelous job coaching against Kansas at least enough to keep us from getting blown out in front of recruits. Yeah, I mean, you got to factor that. It's a home game. The crowd's going to be there, sold out, packed, ready to go. A lot of big visitors from a recruiting perspective are expected to be in attendance on Saturday, so that is always a possibility when you take on some of these top-tier programs. You don't want to see a repeat of what happened in Atlanta on a neutral court over the weekend. Also, Bryson Tiller, uh, class of 2025, five-star forward. He's going to be there. Top 15 guard, uh, Joson Sennon is going to be there as well. And uh, a lot of names of interest from a recruiting standpoint will be in attendance for that IU-Kansas game over the weekend. One thing is for sure, whether Indiana wins, it's close and they lose, or they get blown out. Indiana fans are going to be there. They're going to be loud. They're going to celebrate at least the build-up to the game. And while Indiana is still in it, it could die off after that. But IU fans are pumped about this game. Even after the loss on Saturday, I've heard a lot of people talk about still looking for tickets, the high prices of tickets that they are buying, and still a lot of excitement to see if Indiana could pull off some kind of, I guess maybe you'd call it a miracle, over a really good Kansas team. But definitely a tough challenge coming up for Indiana no question about that. We'll head to a commercial break. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is next. Stay with us. You're listening to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Tuesday program. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, he joins us on Tuesdays. We talk IU basketball, football, and more. And, Mike, let's start with this. Mike, uh, we found out last night, Mike Woodson, uh, telling us that on his weekly radio show, Ja'Kai Newton is very likely not going to be able to play this season due to an operation, a procedure related to his knee 
in the offseason. Any surprised by this? And is that a big loss potentially for the freshman to get some uh, run, some opportunity here in year one in Bloomington? Yeah. Uh, good morning, Matt. No, I, I don't think it's a surprise per se. Um, I think this has been something that, that Kai Newton's really been dealing with going all the way back uh, almost for a year and a half now. He, he suffered a a knee injury in May of 2022 that disrupted almost all of his senior year of high school. He did come back briefly towards the tail end of his senior season. Um, but then there's been some complications after surgery and whatnot. Had another procedure in August after he arrived at IU. Um, we we all saw him on crutches at media day in September. Um, lately, he's been kind of moving around without a noticeable limp, doing some light shooting, things like that. But it's always been kind of understood, at least here for the last couple of months, that, that if he played it all this year, it was going to be towards the tail end of the season, which means, you know, uh, you're, you're basically, you know, putting at risk an entire year of eligibility for a guy to try to come back who hasn't really been playing basketball for a year and a half. So he's going to be rusty and dealing with all that stuff. So the writing's always kind of been on the wall. And I guess Woodson didn't come out and uh, 100% say there's no chance he's going to play, but uh, it's just further confirmation of the direction that this thing is seemed to have been going for quite some time now. And it, I do think it's unfortunate, um, you know, obviously for both sides, for the kids, you feel for them because this is a long time to, to, to have to be dealing with something like this. And whenever he does come back, you assume it's for the 2024, 25 season at this point, you're, you're talking about a long time where he hasn't played competitive basketball and what all that is going to entail to get him to, to shake off the rust and be ready to go. Um, is is a lot for, for a guy of his age, but um, he, he's a really good kid and, and a hard worker, and I think if if he sticks it out, he'll, he'll end up being an impact player, assuming this injury isn't something that just you know lingers with him forever. Uh, but, but Indiana could clearly use him. I, I don't think anybody has to be told that they're deficient at the guard spot just from a depth standpoint um, defensively especially against Auburn we saw that that's kind of his calling card uh, defensive uh, intensity Um, I think he could have helped in a game like that Um, but he's obviously nowhere close to, to being ready to go Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. I was going to bring that up. It seems like this is an injury that initially started his senior year of high school basketball. I think he missed some games, played a little bit, missed some more games for his team down in Georgia, and this really has kept him sidelined his whole team in Bloomington. You know, even major injuries, and I guess this obviously classifies as one, it's not often you see it take more than a full calendar year for uh, recovery and for some sort of return. This is really taking some time for him. Yeah, and I I don't know or don't want to get into all the the details there, but but I think you know it, it's fair to say this has gone on longer than you would normally see. So you can kind of draw your own uh, conclusions as to to what that might mean uh, for the overall process and timeline and uh, things like that. But yeah, it's it's definitely a lot longer. Thing. The, the one thing he did tell me, and I've written this and put it on the site, you know, before he signed with Indiana, right before he signed a, a year ago, he told me that there was multiple aspects to, to to his injury, including a micro fracture that required a 
pretty complex procedure. Um, so it's, that's definitely one element of what's going on here. It, it was a, a pretty serious injury that, that he suffered. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us. Let's turn our attention to Kansas, the next big challenge for Indiana coming up this weekend. Mike, how do you expect Indiana to answer the challenge of Kansas at home after their poor performance at a neutral site on Saturday? Well, you you hope that they, you know, that they're not rattled by losing as bad as they did. I mean, you know, it's probably about as interesting of a matchup uh, as you could ask for to kind of see what the team is about from a mental toughness standpoint, because, you know, obviously you you lose by 28 on a a neutral site. Um, Some teams can react very negatively to that. You know, then you're going to turn around and face the number two team in the country. Um, You know, this could go a number of ways, I think. Uh, and and they kind of entered this game knowing that how the Kansas game went last year uh, in, in Kansas may in fact be better than they were last year uh, while while Indiana's kind of turned over the roster. So it's hard to know. I mean, we've seen the uh, the magic of Assembly Hall carry uh, Indiana teams that were not as good as this one to, to wins that you didn't expect them to have. Um, so it certainly wouldn't be surprising to see them be highly competitive in this game. We've seen them, you know, they, they bounce back from a, a tough loss against UConn and put, put together a, a respectable winning streak. So th- there's no reason to think that they can't be competitive. Um, you know, obviously one of the big things to watch, and it's ironic that it's coming against Kansas, is the status of Xavier Johnson. Um, it was a year ago to the same weekend that he broke his foot at Kansas, and now we're going to, you know, probably have to wait until tip to see if he's going to actually play in this game at all with, with a different injury. And so, so that, that's a big thing to watch, you know, again, you know, when you lose by 28, you know, no one player is going to make a difference, but you know, he's a, he's another guy that just the, the tempo and the aggressiveness of that, that game against Auburn, I think he would have helped. Um, I, obviously he would help against Kansas. They, they've got a really quick, aggressive point guard um, that, that can make life difficult for you that, that he would help against. So, um, you know, that that's going to be one thing to definitely keep an eye on, but it, it's so hard to know. I could see this game going any number of ways, but what, what you don't want to see happen is Indiana is kind of tr- going into their shell and get blown out on their home court. That, that would set a very bad tone for going into the big 10 season. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, also a big recruiting day for Indiana on Saturday. No surprise because these big home games, a chance to show potential recruits and targets what Hoosier hysteria is all about. So it's going to be a big day. Uh, Can you go through some of the key visitors that are expected to be in Bloomington? Uh, Even though it's right in the middle of the high school basketball season, it works out for some where they can't attend this big one. Yeah, yeah, you never know on a Saturday afternoon. It's typically complicated for a high school player to get to Bloomington if they, you know, if they if they have a game on Friday or Saturday. Um, but but this one is working out for some at least. Um, the, I'd say the the marquee name that that's going to be there is a twenty twenty five shooting guard. His name is Jason Sinone. I believe I'm pronouncing that correct. Um, but when I say 2025, I think at this point, everybody thinks he's going to reclass back to his natural uh, original class, which is 2024. He's top 20. 
he's uh you know right on that four star five star friends his calling card is shot making um i think indiana really wants to to get this kid and, and pair him in a class with liam mcneely and kind of change the the narrative about inability to to, to make three-point shots i think those two guys paired together would go a long way towards changing that uh, they're also going to have bryson tiller who's a five-star also in the class of 2025 also widely rumored and expected to to reclass 2024 he's like a 6-9 uh, stretch four type player so so he would be an interesting one in my mind if he did reclass to 2024 and indiana had mcneely and if they were able to get Derek queen which i i believe is more likely than not at this point um would he fit with the with queen and mcneely that 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 would be an interesting question i think technically you could you could see how he could, but it has to make sense from the player's perspective. So that that will be interesting. Um, Trent Sisley from Southern Indiana that, that everybody knows about is going to be there. Uh, a shooting guard up from Michigan, Trey McKinney, told me he's thinking about coming. He he wasn't able to confirm it when I talked to him last week. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I've heard about. I, I think they're. There, there could be other players that come. It's definitely, you know, definitely one of those games where Indiana wants high-profile recruits to see what the the game day experience is going to be like. Because I think it's going to be, you know, even though students won't be there in full throat, there will be students there, as I understand the way they set things up. And you know, even even without them, a game of this magnitude, it's going to be a great environment. Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier. You can read Mike's work, thedailyhoosier.com, and follow him on social media. Daily underscore Hoosier is his username there. Yeah, a lot of concern for this Kansas game coming off of the Auburn game on Saturday. Um, I was looking at Kansas's schedule, the season that they've been able to put together so far, and Mike, it appears they uh, are really rolling right now through their schedule and have had a lot of success and have looked pretty good doing it. Yeah, they've got the comparable game there uh, with UConn, who they beat by four points. So, I mean, right right off the bat there, you can tell that this is going to be a really tough game for Indiana. Um, they got they got wins over Tennessee, Missouri, Kentucky. Um, so, you know, the, the resume speaks for itself. They did lose uh, pretty bad to Marquette. Um, but, but overall, they're number two team in the country, nine and one on the season against a tough schedule. Um, I mean, they're, they're going to bring everything Indiana can ask for in this game. Um, I think the the matchup between Hunter Dickinson and Khalil Ware will be worth the price of admission. You got a couple seven footers going going in that game. Um, you know, I, I don't view Dickinson as kind of the, the big physical, you know, push you around big man like like Zach Eady. So, um, you know, whereas I think Ware has struggled with those kind of guys. I think he can do well in this game against Dickinson, but but he. You know, he was bothered by uh, Donovan Klingon's length in, in the UConn game. So definitely interested to, to see how he does against a, a veteran guy like, like Dickinson. It's the other matchups, though, that worry me. I mean, Kansas has some experience on this team. Kevin McCuller is going to be a really tough matchup if Mackenzie Mbako is the one that takes that on. That That's just a veteran guy who's, you know, he's shooting 40% from three right now. So Indiana cannot afford to have the perimeter defensive mistakes that, that we've seen plague them this year. Um, 
you know, they got guys like KJ Adams or Marco Jackson. They're just a loaded squad. And then I mentioned their point guard, Dewan Harris, who, you know, if you, if you don't have Xavier Johnson for this game, he, he's just going to create a whole lot of problems just breaking down your defense. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, uh, our guest. Mike, uh, I do want to talk a, a little bit of IU football with you before we let you go. Obviously, uh, Coach Signetti and his staff, now that they're together and, and uh, on board, uh, working hard on the transfer portal, as is every college football coach in the country right now. But an interesting pickup uh, at the quarterback spot, Mendoza from Florida that was committed to Coach Sig at James Madison. There have been a number of other, I think three or four other uh, James Madison players have flipped to Indiana or are coming to Indiana from the transfer portal. And then I used picked up some key names from the portal. So I think in my estimation, you, you know a lot more about this than I do. I think still a long way to go as far as roster development for next season with its new coaching staff. But there have been sig- some significant announcements here in the last few days. Yeah, especially yesterday. I think there were at least three or four of them that, that popped over the span of like six or seven hours. Um, you know, they, they brought in some some high school guys that were former James Madison commits that, um, you know, wanted to come over with the new staff. Uh, and, and at the same time, we've seen some former uh, commits uh, from the Tom Allen regime that, that IU either didn't re-offer or the players themselves decided to uh, find another school here over the last couple of weeks. Uh, you got National Signing Day coming up next week. Uh, so there's a lot of fluctuation with the 2024 class. Uh, so that that's taking shape at the same time as the portal, as you mentioned. Um, so it's it's just crazy everything that's going on now, right? Right now, you know, they've signed, uh, or not signed, but they've got a commitment from Justice Ellison, a running back out of Blake Forest, was interestingly enough was the other half uh, of a Wake Forest uh, duo uh, that, that Indiana had on, on their team this year. So they've they've had both halves of Wake Forest running back committee for, for whatever that's worth. Um, you know, quarterback I'm watching out of the portal right now is from Ohio. Uh, Ohio U. Curtis Rourke is supposed to be visiting. Um, you know, Indiana's got three quarterbacks on their roster as it stands right now. Um, but they don't really have a, a proven veteran. He, he's the one that, you know, I think this would be either his fifth or sixth year of college. He's posted some massive stats over the last three years at Ohio and, and could be a guy that they could look to to, to step in it and take the reins, uh, at least for year one of the Signetti era, era. And as you mentioned, they got Alberto Mendoza, a Florida kid, two-time state champ in the class of 2024 as a – quarterback to replace Timothy Carpenter, who they, they lost in the 2024 class. So um, that will be an interesting comparison to, to track down the road. And, and with Mendoza, he looks like a, you know, a pro style quarterback with, with an accurate arm, not, not based on film. I see not a huge arm, not, not a great runner, but accurate, um, great recognition at the line of scrimmage, great pocket presence, things like that, that I think that the staff really values. Talking with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, what what do you think is reasonable expectation wise for 
Coach Signetti and this new staff inheriting this program with where it's at, with the work that needed to be done related to the transfer portal and recruiting. And I don't think there's any quick fix for IU football, but maybe reasonable expectations or signs that there is the beginning of maybe a turnaround happening in Bloomington. What What is that for this upcoming season, which is still a long way off? Yeah, that, that, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I would be kind of of two minds on that one. You, you got, you know, what is really reasonable to expect to take over a program that, that's been as bad as Indiana has been the last three seasons. You wouldn't expect anybody to come in uh, and have success against the schedule that they have uh, in the conference that they play in. Um, but, but at the same time, Signetti has a proven track record of doing just that, you know, especially Elon. Elon is the one that if you look at his history was historically probably even a tougher situation than Indiana. And he came in and turned that thing around almost immediately. Now, of course that's not the big 10 and, um, there's a whole different set of challenges at this level. So I don't really know. I mean, I, I think what you, what you want to see is, you know, just a more competitive product on the field. The thing that really got me uh, about the kind of the downfall of the, the Allen era was not, you know, continuously losing to Michigan, Penn state and Ohio state. It was the fact that for three years in a row, they couldn't beat Rutgers. They couldn't beat Maryland and they couldn't beat Purdue. So those are the kind of the markers for me. It's the teams that you're expected to be kind of on par with. Can you start to win those games with some measure of consistency? So if there's anything to watch for in year one, it's, it's where do they stand against those kind of teams? Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us Tuesdays on the show. Mike, thanks for checking in today as always. We'll catch up with you soon. Okay, Matt. Always appreciate it. All right, uh, the dailyhoosier.com, at daily underscore Hoosier, a great way to follow Mike and his team. Constant content, uh, IU football, transfer portal, IU basketball, previews, recaps, recruiting, whatever it may be, you can find it at thedailyhoosier.com. Thornton's text line, text from a 1994 graduate, they say, and the text reads, even with 10 new players, it's looking like a team that is carrying on the recent IU men's tradition. Mentally weak, physically weak, no b-ball IQ, no killer instinct, and not able to compete with quality teams on national television, which kills recruiting. I keep hoping it is going to get better. Uh, Good text. I think uh, fair text. Um, I think a lot of Indiana fans wondering when are things going to permanently turn the corner. I mean, I think we'd be um, not seeing the full picture if we didn't admit there have been some positive moments under Coach Woodson. There have been a good feeling when it comes to recruiting. There have been some more wins. There have been NCAA tournament appearances. But there's still a lot left on the table for a program like Indiana with the tradition and the history of basketball and how passionate the fans are and the resources that this school has when it comes to the sport of men's basketball. And one other thing that I would add uh, to the texters, pretty pretty fair text, is you know you talk about mentally weak, no basketball IQ, no killer instinct. Um, we're in Indiana where some of the best 
high school basketball is played in the country. Um, and so many good players from this state go on to have wonderful college careers. Some of them do so at Indiana. Some of them choose other places, including places in the state like Purdue or Notre Dame or other Division One destinations. But you would think some of those things that the text are listed that have been uh, reoccurring weaknesses for IU basketball would be addressed by keeping more players from home, from Indiana, at home at Bloomington. So uh, just a, a interesting situation. I mean, when when is it going to get better? There have been up and down moments and reasons to get excited. and uh, But when's the turning point here? Uh, so fair, fair text. Thank you very much, Texter, for uh, your thoughts here on our Tuesday program. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back to talk a little more IU and a couple local things. Stay with us. A reminder, if you miss anything at all, want to go back and listen to a show, our podcasts are working great. I know we had some problems with that for a number of weeks, but everything is ready to roll. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison wherever you listen to podcasts and you will find us there. You can listen on demand if you can't join us live on the show each day at 11 a.m. here on the Big X Sports Radio. We'll head to a break. We're back with the final segment after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Tuesday program. Final quick segment. I wanted to cover something on IU women's basketball, who we probably don't talk about enough, and also a couple local things when it comes to high school basketball here in our area. But the IU women, I told you the good news over the weekend, Sydney Parrish coming back for another year. That obviously helps this Indiana program into the future. But the the ladies now 8-1 and one on the season and having a very nice go of it uh, so far uh, Big Ten play, a win over Rutgers. That was the most recent game for this Indiana team, 66-56, and that was a road game for uh, Indiana. So their early Big Ten game, just one of them so far, a victory. Their lone loss was out on the road at Stanford, a 96-64 loss to Stanford, who is really good. So a tough game on the road, really somewhat of a blowout loss for this Indiana team. But 8-1 overall, a 1-0 start in conference play. And now they've got uh, some interesting games coming up to get ready before going back into conference play. They've got Evansville coming up next Monday, uh, Bowling Green before Christmas, and then after that, December 31st on, it is Big Ten conference play. They will open the Big Ten season, the home opener for conference play, Illinois at home on December 31st, a Sunday, to get things going. So really looking forward to Indiana and Iowa 
Obviously, Caitlin Clark of Iowa has taken the women's basketball scene by storm really since uh, last season. I uh, know a lot of talk about who's going to get her in the WNBA. Could the fever be in the sweepstakes for Caitlin Clark? But she has been a transformational player when it comes to women's basketball. And uh, look forward to some good IU-Iowa games. I think Indiana will be able to challenge them. I've seen Iowa a little bit. Maybe they're better than IU. I think definitely I would say they're better than IU at this point. But uh, should be some good games coming up as it was last year when Indiana and Iowa meet in women's basketball. Also high school hoops this weekend. I mentioned that we've got Silver Creek and Jeffersonville coming up on Friday night. Looking forward to that game. Really looking forward to seeing Silver Creek. They have had an outstanding start of the season, and uh, they're getting a lot of different contributions. But you know somebody that's really stepped up for them this season is Dane Sprigler, a sophomore. He's getting a lot of varsity time, and he was the big leader for him on Saturday night in a game against Jennings County. So add Sprigler as just another weapon for this Silver Creek team, and they are really awesome off to a nice start this season. I thought they would be good, but man, a nice undefeated start for the Dragons so far this year. They've got plenty of challenges with the schedule they play. A lot of Hoosier Hills Conference teams, obviously the Mid-Southern Conference with Scottsburg and Brownstown, those are going to be big challenge games for Silver Creek this year. But uh, the Jeff game on Friday, I think that'll tell us a lot about both teams here early on in the season and definitely looking forward to that one. Probably nobody over the weekend had a bigger victory than than Providence. So what a win, 59-51 over Scottsburg in overtime. And coming up this weekend, another rivalry game, you've got Providence hosting Floyd Central. So another uh, early season rival feel here in Southern Indiana basketball. Uh, New Albany this weekend after the big win over Floyd Central. They're back at it with a road game at Orleans. And I tell you what, I don't know much about 1A Orleans this season. I do know that they are 3-1 and one on the year, but that's a tough place to play at Orleans. Also, the Bulldogs, they are led by Tom Bradley, who is in year number 25 as a head coach in Indiana. Outstanding basketball coach, uh, and he's done a fa- fabulous job at Orleans. 1A basketball is so good in the southern half of the state, and he's found a way to keep Orleans very competitive. So, New Albany should win, big 4A school, but that's a tough game uh, going on the road to play at Orleans this weekend is uh, the Bulldogs. I mentioned that uh, Jeffersonville hosting Silver Creek. Then they play a really good Evansville-Harrison team at the Evansville-Bossy winter shootout or whatever it's called down at Evansville over the weekend. Harrison is now 4-0 on the year. So you talk about a big weekend, a chance to bounce back from really a bad 40-39 loss to Seymour uh, over the weekend. Jeff can do it if they can find a way to beat rival Silver Creek on Friday, and they'll really get to test their mettle when they take on Evansville-Harrison at a neutral site coming up uh, over the weekend on uh, Saturday afternoon down at Evansville. That's a quick turnaround as well for the Devils, who have a home game Friday night, uh, early shoot-around, bus trip to Evansville, 4 o'clock tip-off. That's early in the day uh, for sure. Floyd Central struggling a bit here early in the year. They had a really tough weekend with New Albany and Castle, two losses for Floyd Central. I mentioned they are at Providence on Friday night. I think that's going to be a tough game for Coach White and the Highlanders. And it doesn't get much easier because they will host Bloomington South on Saturday. 
Bloomington South is three and one, but I'll tell you what, I can see Floyd playing with South and maybe even getting a win over South. Floyd has the size and the physicality and the bodies to be able to do that. So Floyd Central with a tough go of it as far as their schedule goes, and it doesn't get easier for Coach White because after Bloomington South and Providence this weekend, they've got to go to Evansville Harrison, who, again, is off to a really good start. Somebody texted earlier about Pat Graham. Pat is helping at Evansville Harrison. I can't remember if I shared that on the radio show or not, but someone asked me if he was. I did not know uh, that he was back in coaching. His kids were at Evansville Memorial. I know he helped there, but he is uh, helping coach as an assistant at Evansville Harrison this season. So just a couple notes to pass along. Also, uh, producer Justin Kalen says, Caitlin Clark actually just signed an NIL deal with Gatorade. That is big time. I didn't know she had Gatorade, but I know she's got a lot of NIL opportunities, and she is making a lot of money to play women's college basketball this season. And that is awesome for her. It's great to see uh, on the women's side, not all, but some of these players really take advantage of NIL and be able to turn their social media and their following and their on-the-court success into big dollars for them as well. That's uh, our Tuesday program. If you miss us live, find us as a podcast. We'll be back with you on uh, the the. Wednesday. I'm all out of whack here on days. Back Wednesday at 11 a.m. More on IU Kansas, more on IU football. Uh, Stay with us for all of that coming up the rest of the week. Have a great Tuesday. Talk to you at 11 a.m. tomorrow. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. 